0: Yes, so I am so excited to be here with you today.
1: Hey, so yeah, this is Paul Corey is gone. Uh, still, he's on vacation up at Niagara. Corey, yes. we miss you. We love you. Hope you don't get don't, back quickly. Get back quickly. But Jared,
0: man, it's. I'm just telling you, it has been so wonderful hanging out with the Beyond Limits family this morning. Yes, and I absolutely love that I get to be here for one of my favorite devotions that Brandon has ever put out. Like I love this story of Joseph, and we have that for you today, and I'm so excited about it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's good. Um, so we're in. Uh, this is episode number three of uh, Old Testament stories of faith, and. Man, this one is really, really, really good. Um, the, now, if you're watching on Facebook, we always drop the verses because one of our Beyond Limits family members said, hey, sometimes I don't catch all the verses yeah. that you're doing. Could you drop them? So we've been doing that. If you ever get behind on this, um, you can check it out uh, our Facebook um, live feed. And just search us on Beyond Limits. Find us, and you'll see the verses and everything. Yep. Comment, hang out with us. It's really cool. They can um, search your daily show. You can search your daily show, or I, you can now you can actually just type in Beyond Limits, and we're up there. We're that oh, high up. Awesome. I'm about that. That's yeah.
0: really cool, man. Hey, friend.
1: So um, we're going. <laughs> we're going. Uh, we're going to go to Genesis, and then Hebrews and Genesis. But we're going to be all over the place with it. It's really cool. We're talking today. Episode three is Joseph. Okay, if you grew up in Sunday school, then you remember he had a coat of many, many colors, many many colors, or as uh, uh, one of our followers says, uh, Technicolor Dream Coat. <laughs> that's
0: a that's a play.
1: Is it that's really a Broadway? Is it really Joseph in the Technicolor Dream Coat? Yes. I, I question some of the people who follow <laughs> us now. I do, uh, but it, so it starts out. If you don't know the story about uh, Joseph. Um, he is a very close descendant of. Um, uh, of Abraham. So you hear Father Abraham. Uh, Abraham had many Isaac. sons. He did have, in fact, have many sons. Mm-hmm. That's really good. <laughs> I feel like we're having Sunday school here. It was uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then you move down into all Jacob's sons, um, all of which didn't particularly like Joseph because he was favored. Um, he was. And this is, uh, so we start. We start in Genesis right here. Uh, Genesis 50, 24 through 25 says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die. But uh, God but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. And that is uh, Genesis 50, uh, 24 and 25. And then um, Hebrews, looking back, Hebrews, because clearly New Testament, references it when it says... um. Uh, by faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. Now, um, it what is incredible about this is that they didn't have the promised land at this time. No, they did not. But his faith that was unwavering throughout some times, which is what we talk... Joseph is a guy... And mm-hmm. I'm going to let you expound on this because you're you're really good in Joseph knowledge. <laughs> but, Joseph uh, expert. Yeah, and we're talking about a guy, a, a God follower, who was hated by his brothers. Yep. So much so they threw him into a hole and sold him into slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay. And slavery was an afterthought. They were just going to leave him in that the hole. Kill him. They yeah. were just going to kill him. Uh, but then caravan comes by. They end up selling him into slavery. That's how he ends up in Egypt. And God is fulfilling his plan, but on the receiving end of that, you got to think, you're like, what in the world is going on in my life?
0: Yeah. So for Joseph right there, it really looks like things are about to take a turn for the good. Yeah. So he has been in a pit, he gets sold into slavery. And when you're sold into slavery, man, I mean, you don't really know where you're going to end up. And Joseph happens to end up in a very wealthy, high profile, high placing official in Egypt. And then excels at what he was put there to do, so he is like, okay, all right, God's got me now. We are, I'm out of the pit, I'm out of the trouble, and now I'm hanging out and I'm enjoying the good life, right? I'm still, I'm still a slave to something, yeah, right? But, but I know that God's got me here. Mm. Then Joseph or Potiphar's wife, yes, wants to sleep with joseph yep. and joseph's like whoa no pump, pump the brakes i don't think that's uh in god's plan that ain't how i roll so he takes off and she grabs his coat she says oh hey joseph's trying to make advances at me so mm-hmm. Potiphar throws him in jail joseph's in jail now he finds himself right back in a pit right back in a hole right back in slavery to something else and there happens to be two people from the men, from the king's court who were there, a baker and a um, cupbearer, and they have dreams, and God says, you know, God allows Joseph to interpret their dreams. So now, if I'm Joseph, and this is where I really love the story of Joseph, how it just really pops to life for me here. Yeah. Like, if I'm Joseph, I'm thinking, all right, now I'm in prison, but God put these people here for me to interpret their dreams, so God's about to rescue me. Yeah. Yeah. And so he tells him the dream he says don't forget about me right he's relying on man he says don't forget about me when you get in there so they go in there and you know what they forgot about him yeah and so when we're reading through the story we don't often realize that joseph was in prison for over two years (laughs) all right so man he has not only has he been through uh, being in a pit, not only has he been through being thrown into prison, but now he's there for two years. And in our lives, man, we think, we expect God to rescue us immediately. Yeah. We expect God to, you know, if we're praying for healing or if we're praying for financial healing Mm -hmm. or if we're praying for a friend or for a situation, we expect God to come through quickly. Like if I don't have, we'll say, okay, God, um, you know, if something happens tomorrow, then I'll know that's you. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, Joseph interpreted a dream. Yeah. I think if God's gonna give me the knowledge to interpret Paul's dream, I'm I'm pretty I'm in pretty good standing here. Yeah. Right. But two years go by before Joseph sees his freedom come about yeah. and his healing come about.
1: Uh, And I don't know. I'm looking into the camera right now for the live stream audience. But if you're listening on uh, Spotify, iTunes, or any iHeart, uh, any of the rest, um, have you ever done this, Jared? Have you ever said, uh, God, just just show me a sign?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I most certainly have. I
1: I have done that. I've been there before. I've been that guy. And I can't, um, I mean, imagine being on the receiving end of that, you know, being Mm -hmm. God, and then you've got this (laughs) little Paul down there saying, show me a sign, God, please, just show... You know, and I'm like, but you're you're God... And then you go back and you read, and Joseph's in jail for two years. All this stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, Noah built an ark. We went over him, I think it was uh, episode two or one. Noah built an ark for between 70 and 120 years. And then, in 2019, just so Paul Armstrong can say, show me a sign, God, and then look up in the sky to see if God, I mean, like, okay, I mean, but let's work past that. I mean, people, no matter what circumstance you might find yourself in today, this Monday, because maybe Monday isn't, maybe you don't have a job to go to today because you Mm -hmm. lost it on Friday. Like, you you have to trust God in the process and through the the mud. You have to trust that God does, in fact, have your best interest in mind, even if it doesn't, (sighs) But that's certainly so hard. It is hard. It is very hard to do. And I can only imagine that as Noah was being ridiculed for mm-hmm. building a boat in the middle of the desert, as Joseph is sitting inside of a prison cell for two years, completely mm-hmm. forgotten and hated by his own family, you know, who tried to kill him. That there, there were there times, probably, where he was like, "What is happening here? What is going on here?" But he never lost faith in God, in 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 the God. So you
0: know? we sing a song in church. It's on the it's on the radio. It's really popular right now. Called "Do It Again." Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, it's good.
0: And and I love that song because it really speaks to the fact that I, I might be going through something right now, and I'm not trusting in a God who has never came through for me. All right, I'm trusting in the promise of a God who continually shows Himself to be faithful. Yeah. And when the verses that you read earlier were speaking to that point, exactly. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they had passed down the promise of God to their sons. And Joseph had heard this promise of God. Yeah. He knew that God said that, hey, you know what, you're going to be enslaved. Your descendants are going to be enslaved, but I'm going to deliver you. Yeah. And so Joseph always was able to hold strong and to do right because he had that promise of a future. Right. And and so you said a minute ago that if, if you lost your job on Friday, you know, here it is Monday. Yeah. And you're like, what, what do I do? And man, that is such a hard position to be in and not just with a job loss, but I I mean, I've, I've done dumb things on a Friday and woke up on a Monday and been like, Ooh, did I really do that last week? Did that really happen? Yeah. And, and we, we watched a series called it's not too late. And, um, in in our small group, Mm. and it was that same thing where some, some of you 15, 20 years ago, have done something that you wake up to every day and you think, oh, I cannot believe I did that. Yeah. But the promise of God that says, I love you and I'm faithful is the only thing that we can hold on to, man, sometimes. Yeah. That hope and the promise of God is really what, the only thing that gets you through those times. Yeah. Because it ain't no words. You, you can't say anything revealing enough to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, it, it's sometimes the best thing you can do for somebody who's hurting is just to be there, right? Give them a hug or
1: ice chips. That's it. And there, there's there's a cool. saying, ice chips, because uh, uh, somebody asked, "What do you when you go visit people at the hospital? Okay, what do you talk about? Because some of these people aren't leaving the hospital. What do you mm-hmm. talk about? And I learned almost as soon as I started, you talk about ice chips, because. Like, a lot, everybody thinks that you walk in there and there's, you're just going to drop this big theological bomb. No, if these people are secure in their salvation and they know where they're going when they die, one, they, that does give them a peace, you know, that mm-hmm. other people you just you, you can't have. But two, we don't go in there. I go in there as a personal friend. I'm not, you know, we go in there and li- we talk about ice chips. The most simple things help out so much can i get you some ice and, and yeah can yeah and that, and that's it. it it's just it's so it, at those times they don't want to hear these big they don't want to know how much you know mm-hmm. they don't they want a friend all right that's it be a friend and 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 so that's really cool um brandon goes let's go back a little bit further and look at genesis uh 15, 13 through 16, it says, Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years, which is what you were just talking about, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. And he, he's talking mm-hmm. about the captivity. Right. All right? But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out uh, with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age in the fourth generation your descendants will come back here for the sin of the amorites and not yet reached its full measure or has not reached its full measure sorry uh this is part of the conversation between god and abraham while god was making his covenant with him during this conversation god told abraham that his descendants would become more numerous than the stars in the sky and that they would inhabit the promised land that stands before them also During this conversation, God tells Abraham that his future descendants would inhabit a foreign country where there would be slaves mistreated for 400 years, but that he, the Lord God, would come to their aid and rescue them. This undoubtedly spoke of the enslavement of the Israelites in Egypt, and we're talking about um, the Exodus. This can be found in Exodus. Remember, Joseph is the great-grandson of Abraham. And during this time, there was no recorded... um, Uh, Bible for these guys to refer back to. Joseph would have had to been told this prophecy either by his grandfather Isaac or Mm -hmm. uh, by his father Jacob. Either way, Joseph knew it. He believed it. When Joseph spoke these words regarding his bones, this was before the Israelites were forced into slavery. Joseph was still second in command of Egypt at this point, but he knew that this wasn't always be the case and that there was a good chance that his descendants would be a slave Uh, but more importantly he knew that god was faithful yeah you know so he he's prophesying hey there's some bad stuff coming you're going to be put you're going to the entire nation okay Mm -hmm. are going to be made slaves of egypt and that wasn't even a thought at the time and then they are. Right. And they're saying, but don't don't forget. Listen, this is going to happen. Don't forget where he buried me because I I, I want to be buried there. Yeah. Okay. Um, they end up doing that, you know. That's so. so
0: awesome. And parents. Parents. Your kids need to hear what God has done in your life and what God has done in your family's life. They need to hear that. They need... You need to bring up those things no matter how big or how small they might seem. Write them down. Yes. You know, you used to have the family Bibles, and, and and stories would get written down in there. And we don't do that anymore. Um, but the, the stories of God's faithfulness, it's one thing to read the Bible. It, it, it would be one thing for these Israelites to hear it coming from Joseph and saying, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And they'd be like, okay, 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 okay. It's another thing for Joseph to hear it from his dad. Yeah. To say, this was the promise to our family. This is what God told your great grandfather. This is how God proved. Can you imagine Joseph's sons hearing from Joseph? Listen, this is what happened to me. And look at how God has redeemed us. Yeah. And look at the relationship you now have with your uncles who (laughs) tried to kill me. Yeah. But we trust God. And this is how God works. And this Mm -hmm. is how God moves. And when we do that as a family, when we do that in your personal life, my mom used to always, and I think we've talked about this before, but doubting your salvation or, you know, Hey, am I really saved? And that was something as a, as a teenager, as a young college student that would come up for me from time to time. And I remember my mom saying, listen, if there's ever a point in time where you doubt your salvation, like you should take time right then, nail it down, and write in a Bible write in a notebook I know on this day yeah that I asked Jesus into my heart and it's just that it's that writing it down and telling it to the generations thereafter we celebrate our kids birthdays where they gave their hearts to Christ because we want them to know that God saved you mm-hmm he was faithful, and he's going to continue to be faithful for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. Uh, not only that, but it's point what you're talking about points to a good thing. You are memorializing an event. Yes. Exactly like yes. God tells us to do. And we talked about this, I think it was last week, week before, when the Israelites crossed mm-hmm. through uh, the sea, yep. parted, on dry land. Okay, so the water's gone, and they walk on dry land because Because God. Because okay. God. There you go, because God. Because God wanted them to. They get over, and he says, set up an order so you don't forget. And that's the exact same thing you're talking about. Write it down so you don't mm-hmm. forget, yeah. so you don't remember. Because I'm going to be faithful. You you just write down and remember, you know, because I, I, I've i told you, no band can pluck you out of my hand, okay? Yeah. I've told you that. Just write that down. God said write it down. Said, write that's really down. cool. Hey, write this down. And we do
0: that in our, in our small group class yeah. where when we take prayer requests, I have a running list of our prayer requests that goes back a year, year and a half to, since when we started doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's and cool. we go back and look yes. and we say okay hey God answered this prayer. Yeah. God answered this prayer. God answered this prayer and we can just see time and time and time again where God has been faithful and we that helps us trust him more. And it's not always the big things, man. It's not always I mean God comes through in a big way. God show, God shows off. We say that when God shows up he shows off, right? Yes. And that's true. God does Crazy, miraculous out of left field things where you just look and say, "Huh, wow, that was God, but he does small things too. And those small things on a daily basis, if you stop and take the time to think about where did that. So I was, I was with a client and I'm sitting there and, um, and I'm, and I'm going over some examples and I pull up an example that I had just done. And just, it was a totally, to me, totally random mm. example. And I show them the example. I didn't know these people. And I get done, and they're like, oh, hey, I know him. He's a elder at our church, and he's blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, mm. it was completely random. Yeah. But God just happened to, you know, and so when we take the time to look at the, even those small details that God, that's when we can really lay that foundation and see, you know what? day by day by day by day yeah. in every detail God is working in our lives. Yeah. And that's what Joseph did. Yeah.
1: Are you are, are you alive right now? Are you listening to a podcast? Are you fortunate enough to have internet? You know, um, you have a four-chamber heart, which in and of itself makes absolute— there's an electrical impulse that keeps you alive consistently every time your heart beats. And we, we, when we get focused and sidetracked on so many distractions or noises or— you know, and it's easy. It's mm-hmm. easy to get. Well, my job, we, we are kept alive by an electrical impulse that God allows. God mm-hmm. allows every single breath. I mean, if you're driving to work right now, take, take, like, take a deep breath. You just breathe in. And it feels good. God mm-hmm. gives us this, right? And we're granted this to give him praise and honor and glory. And that is not is never about us. Mm-hmm. It's always about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the the, the, um, the family up here, uh, put something, and I'm trying to find it. It says, um, you take the story of Joseph's life as many puzzle pieces or many pieces of a puzzle that he didn't know the next piece of the puzzle, but he had the hope that God has this because he has been there in my past. Yeah. So God's holding the puzzle. All right. It's, it's like God taking the puzzle, taking it apart, giving it to you, say put it back together. You're mm-hmm. really going to love where this is going to end up. Now, there's some valleys inside this puzzle. You're going to not you're really not going to like them parts. You you're not. There's some mountains. You are really going to like them parts, but when you're done, you're going to just be amazed at the puzzle I've given you. You are. And then you're just going to glorify me with it. And and that's his hope and it's great and it's wonderful and when Joseph goes through this, he is constantly and consistently faithful. Yes. to God in times where i would paul it would it would it'd be very hard it, it would be very hard if we're being honest to mm-hmm. be wrong oh, wrongfully man. you convicted. can't do that yeah
0: unless you have that hope of christ inside yeah. of you you just you can't do it yeah and and we were talking earlier about the length that that length of time the same thing with job you know we and i and i don't know brandon might get do go over that story so i don't want to push ahead too far yeah. um but you know we read Job's—you can read the story of Job in two hours. Yeah. It took 15, 20 years for Job to yes. be fully restored, yeah. you know? And so we quit, <laughs> we quit on God, yeah. and we say, oh, well, God must not be really working in my life. But when you can go back and draw like Joseph did, draw on that promise— and see where time and time and time mm, again yeah. God has proven himself faithful.
1: Yeah, and and you said it, write down the moments. Write down the mm-hmm. moments where God has proven himself to be faithful. Take the Bible, read the Bible, trust the Bible, trust God's Word, but also write down your own personal times where God has come through for you yes. um, time and time and time again. And don't leave out those times where he has done something which we take for granted. Like, hey, I woke up today. Uh, mm-hmm. That's... Big, because a lot of people didn't. You know, right. that that that's big. Your every day is wonderful and a gift from God. It Take is, it as a gift from God. It, you know, it and it, it's it's so it's so wonderful. Don't just get caught up in that, and don't for please don't. And this is our last thing uh, that for this podcast today, which has been really I love I have loved very much this one. If you turn on a TV mm-hmm. and a and a preacher. Tells you that when you get God, that you're gonna—I mean, a car, that new car is coming your way, or that new job is—is is, is, that's gonna pay you so much money is coming your way, right. and they start pushing into you a, a pro, what's called a prosperity gospel. Run, and I mean that. Run. There might be good teachings. There might be some good teachings, but I have God found, wants us to prosper. Right. But. Because it's clear. He says, I want you to prosper. Yes. But what is prosper? Prosper is not. God did not ever say, I'm going to give you a, a new car. <laughs> Prospering, when you're looking through God's eyes, is completely different and not materialistic at all. At all. I mean, you're talking about a God who provides for the birds uh, of the air and says, I mean, he references the birds and says, they don't want, they don't need. Look, mm-hmm. How much more important are you? Does he want you to thrive? Absolutely. But are there going to be times where you got to pick up your cross? You better believe it because he says it specifically. Every one of the apostles died because, minus uh, John, but he was tarred and banished to Patmos. It, you know, things didn't My go well for better. him. Now, I, where would they have been if they said, listen, I was promised a new chariot. I was promised a, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they weren't. Jesus was honest with them. He didn't sugarcoat things and... You know, and it just it, it infuriates me because who gets blamed when you don't get the new car or you get fired God. Or, or something? You know, God didn't come through for me. It's yeah. not the guy who told you that God was going to do that. You just got to trust that God is with you in the fire, with you in the valley, and he wants what's best for you. And sometimes wanting what's best for you means that he's going to get the glory out of it no matter what it is. Joseph could have said, I've been in prison for two years. This stinks. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't promised this. I I wasn't promised this. I give up, you know. Yeah. But he didn't. He was faithful to the one true God. He was, and and
0: Jeremiah said so. Oh, this Jer- is good. Yeah. So Jeremiah, um, and this will be my last point as yeah. we talk about looking back at what God has done. So Jeremiah loved the the nation of Israel, and yeah. he had seen it completely get demolished, and had seen it completely taken by um by foreign armies yeah he's standing there in the middle of all of this um, destruction and and he remembered that god had promised that Mm. he would one day restore them so in the midst of all the people of israel being led off into captivity in lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 jeremiah says this it is of the lord's mercies that we are not consumed his compassions do not fail they are new every morning great is your faithfulness and in the middle of destruction and death and captivity jeremiah was able to praise the lord because he knew that the promises of god were true and that
1: god is forever Mm -hmm. faithful god's faithful wow yeah. Did you see me just pull my earphones? Yeah, I did see that, that really hurt pretty bad. I just yanked my earphones on the right side of my ear. It's probably bleeding right now. Anyways, um, hey, we love you guys. No matter what yes. you're going through today, on this Monday, no matter how you're starting this week, um, you know, God is faithful. And you might be in a season right now that you're you're walking through the valley or you're crawling through the valley because you're done walking. You can't even walk anymore. Um, God is faithful. And you might be on a mountaintop and you just got the keys to – very nice car, or whatever, and that is awesome. That is yeah. so very good. Um, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're somewhere in the middle where you just got back from vacation, but you're going to a really nice job. You know, somewhere in the middle of that, God mm-hmm. is faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, no matter what your puzzle looks like, and you're slowly collecting them or your, your pieces, putting them in place, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Don't forget it. I hope that y'all have a great week, man. I, I loved hanging out. Oh, thanks. We're, Okay. All right. We're hugging. Oh. And I did a pat. I did yeah. seven pats on you your did back. Seven pats. That Peyton Manning pat.
0: That's what we call it in my house. Peyton Manning pat. Duh. The Peyton Manning football player. Every time he hugged somebody, he'd always pat him on the back. Um, peace, love, and grace, y'all. Thank you, Paul, for letting me hang out.
1: Thank you, Jared, for hanging out. You're welcome. <laughs> See, that sounds really good, right? Uh, yeah. So Jared's going to be on uh, quite a bit, and as you say, he's also. Um, we got national coming up. He's going to be a yeah. national. There's a ton of stuff going on. Hey, and hop up on the Facebook page because you get to see us go skydiving on Friday. That's a thing. Not us. (laughs) Yeah, well, something like that. So you've been hanging out with Beyond Limits. Have a great Monday. We love you guys. we will see you on Wednesday. If you are on Facebook live, don't go anywhere. Don't do it. Because we're going to talk about how my car got broke. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Talk about how my car got broke into. Coffee spilled on me. It's a great morning. See you in a sec. Have a good Monday. Love you.